Hi, this is John Barnes, and you're listening to Cop On. So, I'm thrilled, absolutely thrilled, despite the disappointment of losing the community shield. I'm thrilled to be joined by Brian in Hong Kong and by Kevin in Malaysia. Absolutely marvellous of you guys to join me on Cop On today. Um, Kevin, it's, it's two in the morning in Malaysia, the, the final whistle went about, I don't know, 45 minutes ago, something like that. Um, thank you for staying up to talk to us at such, a, at such an hour. Um, what are, what's your immediate reaction to that game, please? Well, my, my immediate reaction, I would say that uh, the, the draw is, uh, is considered a deserved result because uh, the team worked hard for for the equalizer, uh, but at the end we were a bit unfortunate when we lost the shootout. But in an overall, I think the team performance is considered quite positive. It's a positive outcome, I guess. Uh, team spirit is there. Uh, everyone works well with uh, with each other, and uh, well, we managed to get the equalizer. So that that's the most that's the key is the key thing, especially during the the new season. Uh, we need this this sort of uh, a, a proper team spirit. Yeah, great answer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the team spirit is there to come back against Arsenal, a team that's parking the bus. Yeah, great answer. Exactly. Um, Brian, what did you make of it? Are you are you disappointed? Are you going to cry yourself to sleep in Hong Kong? <laughs> um, FSG out, Klopp out, disgrace. <laughs> I, I, it's the worst result I've, I've experienced as a Liverpool fan in 30 years. Uh, just everything... It was just terrible. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> um, it was, uh, yeah, look, it was charity shield or a community shield, whatever, whatever we're calling it. I, I find it very, very, very difficult to get up for, for these games. Uh, and I I usually find it, I'm more up to watching the under-18s play um, than to watch uh, the charity shield. Um, but, you know, I... I the positives I would take out of it, uh, you know, the, the, there was no injuries. That was good. Um, uh, Millie looks like, you know, he can just carry on going going forever, right? So uh, that's that's really, really good news because he's he's such quality. Um, but, yeah, overall, I mean, I, I you know, it's a good, it's a good game to get on, in the tank uh, in our um, preparation for uh for leads so yeah it was yeah it was okay um i didn't really um come away from that game with any particular strong opinions which is probably not good news for you <laughs> on uh on matters in general but uh, yeah it was okay but uh, it, was, it was disappointting i felt for um i felt for uh, uh rian um missing that uh shot and I, I kind of questioned the, the thinking about giving him that uh, penalty in that particular stage of the process but anyway but yeah no overall not too bad well you have to admire his confidence to you know come on the field with one minute to go just to take a penalty but I've seen that tactic backfire loads of times in my life managers bringing on players just to take a, a spot kick at the end. And I think there might be something psychological of not being warmed up, not being into the game, you know, that might uh, affect the penalty taker there. But of course, no blame will be placed on 
Rianne Brewster's shoulders here because, uh, you know, penalty shootout, a lottery. Um, of course, last season started exactly the same way. Liverpool conceded in the 12th minute. Um, and then, uh, you know, last year, Matic got the equaliser in 77 minutes. Uh, this year, Takumi Minamino got his first goal. And uh, I was going to start with the the negatives of Aubameyang, you know, you know the fact I thought I thought the goal was pretty bad, but we'll we'll get on to that. Um, but uh, let's start with the positives. I thought Takumi Minamino and Nabi Keita treated this game like a glow stick. Kevin, they 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 they, they snapped it, they shook it up, and they made it luminescent. Um, talk to me about Taki or or Nabi Keita. They were really positive today, weren't they, Kevin? Yes, I do agree with you, Owen, on Taki's performance because the moment when he came on the pitch, he he showed character. He he brought he brought he brought a midfield to life. He he feel he feels all of these uh, little little pockets, and uh, he managed to actually score, which obviously is deserved because he has worked hard uh, throughout this uh, from his time in Liverpool and also in this preseason. So, very impressive performance by Taki, uh, which I didn't expect that he would deliver at first. Yeah. But in terms of Nabi's, Nabi's Keita's performance, I think it's, it's okay, but not as uh, influential as uh, Taki's. And there are, there are some occasions where he lost the, he lost the ball easily and uh, he took matters to his own hands by shielding the ball. But at the end, uh, he lost possession. So I think Nabi's Nabi's performance uh, it is encouraging, but uh, needs needs improvement if he wants to be a starting player a week in week out for the team. Yeah. Oh, I disagree with you there. I have. I'm sorry. I disagree with you there, Kim, because I thought Nabi Keita was very good when he came on. I thought he he moved uh, between the lines. He he uh, broke the lines a lot. He won a couple of tackles. But there you go. It's nice to have different opinions. Brian, what did you make of Nabi uh, and uh, Taki? Um, yeah, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, uh, I think um, with this particular game, I kind of parked judgment on the team and performance because if it was a, you know, for me, I don't really consider this cup a competitive uh, fixture, but uh, if it was a league game, I, I, I would, would not be happy um, with the first, uh, well, Actually, there was moments, I think, you know, at the, at the beginning of the first half and um, there was moments where I was thinking, wow, this team is playing with bravery. Uh, they're passing in small spaces. They're, 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 they're trying um, really quite, uh, ambi- well, not ambitious passes, but slightly risky passes. And they don't seem phased by losing possession. And it was coming off, except for the, the final third. Uh, there was a lot of really nice, interplay pinging the ball around and you know i was setting myself up for even though i was watching the game <laughs> in very difficult circumstances on a really small screen that kept popping in and popping out but i was really looking forward to you know just enjoying the game but then as the game panned out it just became a little bit turgent and you know arsenal were doing what they did against us the last time they played they set back kept their shape uh played with a, with a bit of intensity kept narrow and just waited for you know Abamyam to get a a quarterback pass uh from one of their players and that's kind of what happened from for the most part and then uh, uh Taki and 
Naby came on and it, it was like a different, it was a different team. It was, we, we were a different proposition immediately. There was so much vigor and verb in our play. It was, we were coming at them in floods. Um, Naby for me uh, was, was moving up the pitch rather than side to side. And, you know, that's, that's always been my um, hope for him that he um, can, you know, takes a, takes a player on and, uh, you know, hoping he doesn't he doesn't change the player that he was when he came to us and, and change into our system because I think you know his his natural skills is to just kind of outplay players and dribble past them. And um, uh, Taki, I love Taki. I mean, I I think um, his uh, every time he's played for us, I've been really really impressed. He he seems to just pick up space really really nice. He's drifting in and out all over the place. Um, I'm wondering if Klopp's considering, you know, having some additional formations to go to this season just so we can get him in the team. Because I think in the tip of the diamond, um, he's wonderful and uh, he'll he'll feed in a lot of players. So, I mean, yeah, when they came on, it, for me, it was really, really noticeable how uh, how much the team's overall performance just improved no end just with those two guys and then it just kind of petered out i think they had like 10 10 or 15 minutes of absolutely solid uh let's go at them with those two guys coming on board and then it kind of you know reverted a little bit to type but you know to answer your question yeah i thought they were great both of them yeah i mean his technique is really good minamino that's what i like his uh his technique in small spaces you know you can talk about the pockets you can talk about knitting play together or some other kind of clothes-based metaphor um but uh tacky i mean you know that i i just i can see that goal giving him a lot of confidence him feeling like you know, part of the team. And as you say, I mean, he, he played in sort of a number 10 role today. The tip of the diamond could be perfect for him. Um, you know, I, I'm really excited about that. Um, you know, for, for a negative then, I mean, well, the game started and uh, we, we looked pretty good for the first uh, 10 minutes. A um, couple of beautiful challenges by Virgil van Dijk. It's always great to watch Virgil play football, isn't it? Uh, but, uh, and uh, Virgil had a goal disallowed, which is a bit of a shame because Bobby Firmino was coming in and he wasn't offside and he had loads of space just behind Virgil that uh, the commentators didn't really mention on the on the TV. But um, it was um, it was absolutely terrific uh you know, play in general in that first 10 minutes, you know, David Luiz made a mistake and then there was a good cross uh, from Nico Williams. James Milner headed over the bar. That was a huge chance. That was the best chance of our, of the first half. But then for poor Nico, it went a bit wrong for Arsenal's goal. Now, this is an 18-year-old, I believe he's still 18, Nico Williams. So we are not going to get too negative about him, but You've got a player like uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. I checked his stats. He's 90% right-footed. Um, and you knew that he wanted to cut in and curl it at, at goal. Um, but the ease with which he did it, you know, the space that Nico Williams afforded him was a bit too much, wasn't it, Kevin? Um, what did you make of Nico Williams's performance? And... Also, the the lack of link-up with, with Mohamed Salah over on our right-hand side. Well, uh, Nico's performance, um, we can't blame the, the full goal on, on him because uh, 
he maybe he gave uh, Alba a bit too much space. Uh, the, yeah, but the finishing was was top notch. Yeah, from a top class striker. Yeah, this is Nico's uh, first first proper outing. I mean, in a big occasion where he has the responsibility to take care of a of Alba Miang. So um, that, that's a that's a real big task for uh, for a youngster in especially in the community show. So I, I think he des- he deserves credit when he provides some of some of the key crosses uh like for Milner and etc. But uh with Salah the link up play and, and also the chemistry I think it, it it will come it will come with time. But uh I, I think Salah maybe he looks better uh through the middle, yeah, because uh his vision and true balls were uh, were quite decent uh for much parts of the game so yeah i think that that's that's for my part for this yeah really really interesting stuff yeah mohammed salah um his a few stats for you he had a 77.8 percent passing accuracy which is a little bit over his uh, season average from last season so it's decent passing from him today but uh, only one shot no key passes they they handled him pretty well, and he looked like he was getting frustrated out there, Brian. Um, Mo Salah, of course, he, he had a, a terrible run of luck before the end of last season with uh, you know the last sort of six or seven games. I believe he had something like 19 chances and didn't bury any of them. Um, is there a danger of him losing a shade of confidence? Because he has no reason to. He is the Egyptian king, Brian. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. Um, no, I, I mean, I don't think so. I'm not worried about Salah uh, losing any confidence. Um, I mean, I think uh, Nico, um, you know, I uh, I like his uh, I like his confidence. And at the times I've I've watched him play, he has really caught my eye by the fact that he tries some kind of uh, I wouldn't say risky passes, but he's not afraid to try and pull off a move and uh, and and do something interesting in a game but um i i i, I mean i'm not going to judge him on a on a on a performance in a charity shield or overall in general but i mean i question uh whether he's a solid uh option um uh, for a backup for trent um there i mean i thought i thought joe i felt better when joe was there um, it's not that he didn't, he didn't really particularly pay too badly, I suppose, but it's just, there was, there was no, there was no ideas coming forward. You know, when, when like the, the attacking fullbacks is such a big part of our game and, uh, it, it must be the most difficult position to play actually, uh, out there, especially as a young player, because it requires you to be very, very brave because, you know, if you, you just get that slightly wrong and you're going to look like an idiot um, and most likely be a, a goal down because our, it seemed like Arsenal's entire game plan was just to sit and wait and uh, and try and uh, capitalise um, on, on a mistake or two. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, was, it was OK. It wasn't great. I mean, he hasn't really um, initially when I seen him play a few times. Uh, I think it was preseason or towards the tail end of last season. He, I thought he was he was quite good, but I think his last few runouts, it's it, it's not um, he's not setting the world on fire. He's not pulling any trees up, but uh, he probably needs you know quite more amount of time. I mean, I'm just I'm thinking about uh, Trent. You know when he had his 
opportunity, shall we say. Um, and at the time then, you know, people liked Trent, but he was, I think he was third or fourth pick behind of, of up-and-coming talent that people would genuinely speak about at that stage. But he, he got given an opportunity because of, a, you know, an injury. And he he really took it. And, he, you know, he really made people take um, immediate attention. Here's this guy who's, you know, uh, pretty average um, in the in the youth setup for a long time. And now he's in the first team and he is not looking out of place. And not only is he not looking out of place, he's, he's, he's more attacking than our usual <laughs> um, right back. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to see him give him more games in the Cups. Um, but I I would be worried if I saw him on the team sheet in a Premier League game or a or European game. He doesn't look quite ready, does he? He needs to bulk up a little bit, learn a bit of, um, you know, the the, the defensive arts. Um, I mean, I do think he there's a real player in there somewhere. I don't want to just be negative, you know, because, um, you know, it just wasn't, wasn't wasn't his day today, but there is a player in there. As you say, his courage is very positive. Uh, but looking at his stats, I mean, he had uh, 25 passes, for example, and only a 60% passing accuracy. Now, um, in the context of our defence, Virgil van Dijk had 89%, Joe Gomez 92%, Andy Robertson 84.5% and only 60% for Nico. So obviously, yes, he was brave. Um, he did put in three crosses and two of them accurate. He almost got an assist for Milner. So there is talent there, but he does need to sort of, um, you know, get a lot get a lot sharper. And uh, sorry, I made a mistake. He has actually, you know, turned 19 now, Nico. But there's, there's so, you know such a long time for him to go and, and 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 he seems like a hard worker like he's going to get better over on the other side as i said andy robertson 84.5% passing accuracy really good 71 passes of which 15 were crosses but only three of those 15 were accurate crosses is that just because arsenal you got to take your take your hat off to them they they defended really well kevin um, well, hats off to Arsenal because um, for most for most parts of the game, uh, they did defend well. David Luiz looked looked like a different person from the previous games uh, when he was when he was in total shambles. Uh, much praise for Rob Holding and Kieran Tierney as well because uh, well they all linked perfectly and uh, managed to hold hold Liverpool out for uh, most most parts of the games. And like uh, like Robertson's crosses uh, weren't meant. I mean, did not meet his target. It shows that uh, man, mar- man marking by these defenders uh, were on point, and there are many occasions where da- David Luiz made some crucial interventions from from low courses uh, uh, from the left side of the of the Liverpool attack. So th- there is there is much praise, much deserved praise on on Arsenal's defense uh, and also on uh, Ateta's tactics. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, Rob holding seven clearances in the match, two interceptions and one tackle. Kieran Tierney, who had an excellent game, didn't he? Five clearances for him and two tackles. Um, Absolutely super. And uh, David Luiz, six clearances. So that just tells you. They were really under the cosh uh, from Liverpool. So that that was good. I mean, you know, and of course, the last time, 
you know, we lost the charity shield, sorry, the community shield on penalties after a 1-1 draw. Um, Klopp apparently uh, showed the players a video of Manchester City celebrating, or he made them watch Manchester City lift that community shield in order to motivate them for the season to come. And we won 26 out of 27 games, Brian. That was absolutely nuts. That was the way to bounce back. Bouncing back like my auntie's rock when it hits the kitchen floor. Um, <laughs> it sort of rockets back up to the ceiling. Um, can we expect, obviously not 26 wins out of 27, but can we expect this Liverpool team to bounce back with anger, with hunger, and uh, kick off the new season with a real verve to prove everyone wrong once again? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, I would hope so, you know, um, uh, because nothing, nothing other than com- being completely on it is going to be required um, this particular season. I mean, the last few seasons, I remember thinking that, you know, you just have to treat every season, regardless of wherever you are um, in the pecking order of the Premiership, as trying to go for the title, because it's the only way you can have a chance at uh, being in the European places uh, because the competition is so steep at the top there. Um, But we've, we've graduated from that kind of endeavor now. And now we're, we're looking to retain our title because we don't want it to be just a, a flash in the pan. And, you know, we'll never get a better opportunity. I think to um, to get another title. I think this particular year, um, we're still very we're in a very very strong position. I think if we take it, and um, so you know we'll have to be at it straight away. I mean, I'm a little bit there's a small concern in me about the Arsenal game um, coming up. Um, uh, I think we play them after Leeds, is it? I think, or it's uh, it's the third game. I'm not sure. It's the third game, yeah, I believe. I'll check. Right. Oh, that's good. I'm, I'm. That's good news because I'm, <laughs> I'm glad it's not the second game. Um, because that's uh, that's twice now they've done the same thing. They 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 played they played the same way against us from what I can remember anyway. Um, the last time, uh, with the same um. Uh, discipline, same kind of game plan, and uh, whilst our play was very good in parts, um, I think you know when it got to the the final third, uh, it just kept not quite coming off. We we were trying some good stuff, um, and uh, the, you know the Arsenal give them credit; they they defended extremely well. So, um, yeah, look, I mean it's just a. I mean, I don't want to be sound like a broken record. It's just, it's just the charity shield. I don't, I don't put any kind of importance on it at all. I think it wasn't a bad performance. Uh, it was, a, it was a good run out for most of the players there. And uh, you know, if you look at the stats, you know, we had sixty percent possession. We, you know, at, at times we, it was like ninety percent and eighty percent. You know, the stuff that we normally do. And uh, we had more shots on target. More shots in general. But having said that, I think the first shot on target for me was around 55 minutes into the game, and um, so I just think we lacked, lacked intensity, and that's that's our brand of football. You know, it's like if you take the intensity out of uh, of what of what we do, then it's not Klopp's Liverpool. Uh, 
um, teams will have a much easier time of it uh, dealing with us when, as Klopp uh, likes to say, we don't make it really uncomfortable for them to play us. So I didn't see the press today. Like, I mean, we were pressing, but it wasn't the kind of press that we normally do. Um, and uh, I I think when when the, the game against Leeds comes around, you'll, you'll see the real Liverpool then. Well, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Um, yeah, so the games, yeah, we we start against Leeds at home and then it's away to Chelsea and then we're at home to Arsenal and then we play Villa and then away to Everton. Um, it's not the easiest start, Kevin. Um, you know, we we compared to last season, just we did the first five fixtures from last season, Um we played Norwich City at, at home and then we were away to Southampton, at home to Arsenal, away to Burnley and at home to Newcastle, which is a lot kinder, isn't it? How, I mean, how confident are you that we can bounce back from this defeat, Kevin? Well, um, I, I believe in Klopp 100%. So with his values and, and with the with the spirit that he brings to the team, I believe in that... Uh, we we are able to bounce back, especially against Leeds United, because uh, as we know, Leeds United are not just uh, passerby. They are they are there to actually try to get points from us and uh, show that oh, they are capable to to stay in the Premier League. So the first game against Leeds, uh, I believe we can we can bounce back, but Leeds Leeds will will give us a not such a smooth ride, especially with their coach uh, Marcelo Bielsa. Uh, his his tactics and his uh, pre-match analysis, uh, training, his drills, and also his uh, his way of analyzing opponents using micro uh, powerpoints. All all of this all of these small small factors uh, will contribute to to their team's performance. So they are they will be hundred percent prepped when uh, we face them it, it won't be easy but i believe that we are able to to uh, pull out a, a positive result from there i love it you're you're a believer kevin yes we all should be we all are you know well most of us apart from some some weirdos on twitter that i've been reading lately um but yeah back to the game today I, I, James Milner had an interesting time. Um, I thought he had a really good match. Of course, he almost scored that header. He would be disappointed that he didn't score that header. But, you know, as a, as a how old is he now, 34, a 34-year-old, yeah, um, he was substituted on the 58th minute. He had 50 passes. And to put that into context, Jorginho Wijnaldum was substituted in, the, substituted in the 91st minute and he made 56 passes. Um, so uh, only six fewer passes for James Milner over his 60 minutes. Um, he was everywhere. He was at left back. He was almost scoring. Um, he got a yellow card for having, you know, having slipped. Um, 88% passing accuracy, three crosses. One accurate cross, three key passes, very, very good stuff. Um, only one clearance, when hardly anyone had to make any clearances for us today. Uh, but offensively, I thought he was good. He was knitting the team together quite well. Um, but if you say that you love Cater as much as I do, Brian, as it seems, presumably Fabinho is going to start. 
and Kate is going to start, which leaves you with just one other place. And are you giving that to Jane Milner or Jeannie Vinealdum or potentially someone else is going to come in who might just be a, a genius from Bayern Munich? Um, well, you know, I, I just before we got on air to um, to talk about this, I was looking around the the tabloids, the rags, and see what they were saying. And John Cross, the chief football writer at the Mirror, you know, that that wonderful uh, uh, place of journalism, um, gave him six out, out of uh, out of ten, and uh, I mean, he gave everybody else like a seven, um, and um from i'm like what game did you watch um i i i thought millie was brilliant um you know the, the the particularly the first half i mean and you pointed out there that he had three key passes i mean anybody who knows anything about football and statistics knows what that means you know it's not easy to get a key pass on a, on a top level football game and the fact that he had three of them uh is amazing and and again he was like you know in, in this preseason um and also in the tail end of last season for me he's been the player that just just he his standards haven't dropped at all i think there's like a couple of players who i don't know if you say they put their they're taking their foot off the gas or whatever but i mean it, it, it's been noted that uh you know liverpool have not been playing with the same verve uh, since uh, we tied up the title. Um, but there's a few players that just, you know, there's no difference in them at all. I'd say he's won also Andy Robinson as well. I mean, maybe it helps that he plays on that side of the pitch and he had Andy Robinson w- working with him. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, he's, he's taking on players. He was, he, he's very, you know, very attack minded. Um, and, you know, he, you know, he puts a tackle in. He does it every single game. So I'm, I'm, I'm not. And in that yellow card wasn't even a foul. He just slipped, as you said. Um, so I don't know. I mean, Fabinho is for me is a is a worry. Um, I have to say. I mean, I like the guy. I love his rocket goals. I love that aspect of him. And at one stage, he was just a monster, an absolute monster, completely running, dominating games. Um, and you. You know, he was one of those players that, like, this is my game. You know, he was managing managing football games and uh, he was playing with a swagger that suggests that he, he, he was the best player on the pitch. Um, but I, I don't know, since that injury, for me, he he hasn't come back the same player. And he, 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 had a, he had a decent game, but he didn't really stamp his authority on the game, I thought. Um, so, you know, to answer your question, I don't think Fabinho's position is an abs- is absolutely nailed down at the moment. I mean, if he keeps putting in these kind of performances, just for me anyway, I mean, people might see it differently, but I, I really haven't been that impressed with him for a while now um, in that in that holding role. Um, so, you know, I mean, I'd be surprised Mil- Millie at, uh, at how old is he now, 33 or 34? 34. Um, 34, yeah. I mean, look, no matter how good he is and no matter how many performances, you, you, it'd be very, very surprising, you know, if there's no injuries, if he gets a run, a long run of games in, in the in the team. So, I mean, he will conti- most likely continue to, to spend some time on the bench. Um, but, you know, he, 
he's a he's a, a very very good option um and i don't know if i mean has he ever played the holden role millie um i've never seen him in that position um but i don't know maybe Bab's 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 position may not be as 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 nailed on as as it has in previous uh, parts of the season. You know, uh, usually he would be the first name on the team sheet. Now, you know, there's an argument to be had that maybe Genie can play back there. You know, and you have uh, Tiago and uh, Nabi or whoever we're playing. I, you know, so it's a very long way to say <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's, it's a lovely answer, a very interesting answer. Kevin, what's your take on Fabinho? Um, on on Fabinho, I think um, I I wouldn't agree too much with uh, Brian. I think his role is his. I mean, he, he has a very important role in our in our team, especially in the holding in the holding role. And I don't think that uh, Keita will be in a way on par with uh, Fabinho uh, to able to be able to replace uh, his role as uh, the holding midfield. Well, in a way, I, I would prefer Fabinho over Keita or any, anyone else because of his hard tackling and also his high defensive work rate, which I, I don't think anyone else can can uh, can re- can replace him in, in this sort of qualities. That's an excellent answer, Kevin. That's a really, really good answer. Fabinho, yes. I can see where you're both coming from. Um, on the positive side, his defensive work rate, as you said, Kevin's excellent. Um, the way he, he he can marshal the defense is very good. Um, but I also see a little bit where where Brian's coming from as well, in terms of if you look at today and you compare Fabinho to Henderson, at one point in the first half, I was looking at Fabinho and I was counting how many touches he was making. And he was often making, not always, um, but often making, uh, taking three or four touches to control the ball and, and, and pass it on. And we saw in, in preseason he made a mistake for trying to take three touches again, um, whereas Henderson would have taken one or two every time. We missed Hendo today, I thought. We missed his his the way that he controls the rhythm of matches with those one or two uh, touch, you know, uh, plays that, that that Henderson does. I mean, and, and the difference it makes is that if you're, you know, you're playing against a team that's defending like Arsenal were today and you, you know, there's no space over, for example, over on the right hand side where Nico Williams is. So he goes, he he plays sensibly, plays it back uh, to to the defenders, and then they play it to Fabinho, and then you take three or four passes to to switch it all the way over to the left hand side in a secure way, rather than a you know 70 yard diagonal pass, which is a bit too risky. We don't seem to like that too much. But um, if you do that with Henderson in the team with each of those three or four passes being one touch, then it makes a huge difference. And that's something that Fabinho, he does seem to have lost a little bit of that 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 sharpness that he had before his injury. It's interesting stuff. We'll, we, we'll keep an eye on Fabinho as he goes. Because, uh, you know, I mean, as you said as well, Kevin, I, I thought he generally played well. Good passing accuracy. He also made two tackles. Um, one foul, which is all he always makes good fouls, and that's an underrated part of his play. Um, Sadio Mane could have scored two, he could have won the game for us. Uh, he had two one on ones, um, but he's still so much fun 
to watch and his guile and his strength and the way that you can just tell defenders are terrified of him. Um, what did you think of, of Sadio Mane's performance, Kevin? Well, it's a, it's a bit disappointing that he, he did not get the goal that he deserved and, and maybe get an assist, uh, but uh, he, he deserved the praise, the, the praise that he needs. He showed, he showed skill, he showed composure and also confidence when he was on the ball. And we, we can't get enough of his uh, his trickery and all and all of his uh, one-on-one dribbles, especially when when he, when he takes on uh, defenders. Well, it it really terrorizes them. Maybe it will, will take maybe it will take maybe one or two games uh, for him to uh, to get back to his hundred uh, percent full full form and and also get a couple of goals in as well. Great answer, great answer. Yeah, one-on-one dribbling. He's it's so lovely to watch. Yeah, his strength, that that control that he did on the on the chest was just dazzling. And then unfortunately, his second touch was too heavy. That one right at the end. Uh, but there you go. Um, just finally on on this uh, match, um, who was your man of the match? Or if you were to pick, you know, one, two, or three players that that stood out for you. Uh, Brian, you can you can start. Um, I would say I just saw I just I want to mention about Fab as well. Whilst I remember um, when he when he dropped back into defence, I, I felt a lot better. Um, I think there might be a there might be a case that we might actually see him ending up in that position not this season but maybe a couple of seasons down the down the line. But uh, um, man of the match. Uh, uh, for me, Millie, I just thought Millie was great. I, I, I thought he just brought the usual um, uh, commitment uh, uh, to the game. A couple of things that he tried didn't quite come off, but uh, I thought he was, he, at least he was trying. And uh, I think um, Robbo had a decent, decent enough game. Um, but yeah, I would give Millie the, the man of the match. Interesting choice, absolutely. Uh, Kevin, who would you say man of the match? I would say the uh, man of the match uh, will be uh, Robo because he he showed extreme uh, extreme full of energy. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh my, I'm sorry for my for my words. Uh, he he showed full energy on on the left on the left flank, uh, going going forward and and coming back coming back coming backwards. He did everything for the team: the crosses, uh, tackling, uh, track track back, everything. So I. I, I think he deserves a man of the match uh, for this one. But uh, Taki Taki is yeah he, yeah he, he's a he's a quite a good case uh, to be man of the match as well. He's called equalizer as I as I mentioned before he he linked up play and and also he he made the midfield uh, look look more uh, look more coordinated in, in a way yeah especially in in tight positions. Uh, where where we need we need that that sort of creativity and also uh, to create this sort of space. So I think uh, Rob Robo will be my man of the match, but uh, Taki is not no, it's not too far from me. Yes, it's it's a lovely answer. Yeah, I would I would probably give it to Taki as well. You know, um, I was talking earlier about passing accuracy. I'm always looking at that stat because I find that you know it really does separate fantastic performances for not so fantastic performances you could see it with how much they're finding teammates and the great players like uh, Thiago Alcantara for example 96% passing accuracy like Jorginho Vijnaldum he only only 56 passes but 96.4% 
wow, I thought he had a really good game actually, Ronaldo, although he wasn't involved 100% in the action. Um, uh, but uh, for me, yeah, Minamino was the outstanding player because for an attacking player, Firmino had 75.8%, Mohamed Salah 77.8%, Sadio Mane 78.4%. So all about the same passing accuracy, but Taki Minamino 92.3%. In those tiny areas that you're talking about, Kevin, he's, he just... He lights it up, and uh, I think I think it could be a, a really, really good season for him as he continues to to bulk up. Can't can't wait to see him go. I want to change my mind. No, Taki gets the man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so it's it's unanimous. It's unanimous. It's, a lot. it's late over here. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, you're right. Taki gets the man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What is the time in Hong Kong? It is the same as it is in Malaysia. It is now uh, five to three, but it's okay because I'm full of caffeine, uh, so it's no problem. <laughs> five to three. Well, thank you very much, guys. I'm I'm gonna. I'm, I've just got a you know a couple more questions. I'm gonna let you sleep. Excuse me, it's too too much. But um um yes, uh, the, just the season on the season in 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 general. Chelsea are going nuts. They've signed thirty five year old. Thiago Silva, who's about to turn 36, he's still a good player, don't get me wrong, but he can't run for Toffee. And if you've got Thiago Silva and Aspilicueta, who also can't run, then I think that could be Chelsea's um, weakness. But going forward, they look really dangerous. Ziyech, Pulisic, Abraham, Mason Mount... Um, who am I forgetting? Timo Werner, of course. Wow. They, they, they're starting to look dangerous. They're starting to look like there could be a top three instead of a top two. Or are you going to um, consider Manchester United as challenging again, Kevin? How are you feeling about the season with all the new signings for our rivals? Well, well, I, I think the coming season will be full of magic, full of surprises and uh, full of uh, amazement because of all these uh, new, new signings. Who, who would have expected that uh, Thiago Silva, one of the longer servants for PSG, would, would sign free for Chelsea? And also all, all of these other other talents that uh, Chelsea has bought, in, including Timo Werner, uh, Liverpool's uh, rumoured target or target uh, before he signed for Chelsea. I, I feel very hopeful for this season. For example, our, our closest rivals, uh, Man City, they have signed a couple of... Uh, couple of quite amazing uh, young young players which cost it didn't cost as uh, as cheap as uh, what we thought uh, but the, the most important thing is uh, for for Liverpool is uh, we, we, we keep our we keep our spirits we we keep our team chemistry and uh, if we can do that uh, we, we don't have to worry much for the season D- despite our closest rivals uh, building such a squad uh, spending spending money on random players so yeah the, the, <laughs> Uh, I I feel very hopeful uh, for the coming season. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, somebody said uh, it's quite funny that Chelsea are playing FIFA career mode. That seems to be what they're doing. But Kevin, I mean, you know, would would uh, staying with you, would Lionel Messi change your mind if he did sign for for Manchester City? I mean, surely that would that would change everything in Manchester City's favour, wouldn't it? Yes, it will change uh, everything in Man City's favor. Uh, we know Messi. We know we know what he can do. If he signs for uh, Man City, I I, I think that uh, 
it is a threat uh, to uh, not only not only to Liverpool but also to uh, the other top four clubs. So it's something that we have to keep an eye on. Yeah, how how would you feel about it, Brian? If if the greatest player, well, I I don't agree. He's hundred percent the greatest player that's ever lived, but the greatest player maybe since Maradona um, signs uh, for 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 bold the bold fraud, the checkbook fraud. <laughs> um, uh, I just don't know how he can sign for anybody, and that club still remain in the realms of financial fair play, uh, especially uh, in this current reduced revenue uh, state that we find ourselves in. So, I mean, I don't know, I don't know the exact rules. Is is it based on last season's revenues or the one before that? I don't know. But uh, I mean, I mean, who can really afford that? guy um i mean yeah okay if it's just if they're just writing checks and they don't have to account for them then city can but uh i mean considering they they flew very close to the sun <laughs> uh about uh financial fair play already and uh, um you know i think if they if they were to sign messi i think that would just restoke that whole conversation again people would be like well how the hell can he they sign <laughs> him and still uh, balance the books but um yeah look i mean i i i've got a feeling he's not going to go anywhere I, I think there's a bit of politics going on there and uh i i think he's trying to out that uh, current president it's like you know it's either him or me <laughs> um and we all know who wins that co- that uh that competition but uh yeah i mean chelsea i've been saying it for a long time chelsea are um you know concerning because they remind me of uh spurs a few years back um you know spurs were quietly going about their business they were they were uh swooping up all the brilliant uh young english talent and uh they went from you know a running joke uh, in the Premiership to being the toughest, one of the toughest games of the season, every season. And they just kicked us out of the top four <laughs> uh, for years. And uh, and Chelsea are, um, for me, following a similar path, They like to, their signings are amazing. I mean, basically, they're just finding out who we're interested in <laughs> and, uh, and going for them. So, I mean, uh, it'd be interesting to see if he can, if he can stitch all that together, right? There's a lot of new faces there um, and a lot of attacking uh, talent. I mean, their 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 defense still is still some questions there. But uh, yeah, look, whoever it is, if it's Chelsea or it's Man City or maybe you know it's Man United, I'm looking forward to the fight. You know, roll on the new get the, the new season. Absolutely, absolutely. We've got some pesky international football. To you know, the getting in the way of the start, but it's uh, you know it's only a couple of weeks away now. Uh, Leeds United on a, two weeks on Saturday. Gosh, it's going to be amazing to be to be back at it. And uh, yeah, I mean that's the thing for Chelsea. For me, the the key thing is that they've got an amateur manager. You know, a guy who's a well, let's say a novice. He's a beginner to this game, um, Frank Lampard, and I don't know if he's got the if he's got the nous. I don't know if he does to 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 put it all together. But with that team, I mean, they they're going to be, you know, from from a neutral point of view, they're going to be good to watch. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll you know, 
as Kevin, you so rightly said, we've got our own team, our own magical team full of the great team spirit. So thank you, guys. Um, I think it, that wraps up our conversation. I'm going to let you both sink into the land of sleep, into, you know, hope, hope you have great dreams of tacky Minamino taking them all on 92% passing accuracy wow and of course his first goal he's going to kick on from there um he's going to be you know he's your, he's your fantasy premier league outsider um thank you so so much for joining me um from where you are both of you and uh, i hope to speak to you again soon thank you thank you so much for